This is show 63 of the Cloth Diaper Podcast. Today I am joined with Liz, one of the co-founders of Assembly Baby Diapers. This show is coming out almost exactly a year since their launch. So that's kind of special and kind of cool. Welcome back to the Cloth Diaper Podcast, the somewhat regular show dedicated to everything cloth diapering. I'm so excited for today's show. It was such a fantastic opportunity to have this incredible marketer on the show and sharing her story about launching a cloth diaper brand. But before we get into Liz's story and talking with Liz about Assembly Baby, let me just introduce myself. My name is Bailey. I'm the host of the Cloth Diaper Podcast, and I live in Northern British Columbia. I have been running this podcast for almost three years now, and I just absolutely love connecting with brands and parents and sharing their stories one-on-one like this. I think it's such a fabulous way to get the story, to talk to people, and to really grow and connect the cloth diaper space. There's so much we don't know about brands until we sit down with them and chat with them. So one last thing before we get into the show and the recording, I did record this show back in November, so things may have changed for Assembly Baby. They may have not. But I also want to make sure that you're subscribing. So wherever you listen to your podcast, whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, Make sure you hit that subscribe button so you always get a notification. If you're still not getting those notifications, slide over to www.clothdiaperpodcast.com. You'll always find all the show notes, quizzes, and lots of other fun activity there where you can then also sign up for my newsletter. If you also go through the cloth diaper, I feel like this is like an ongoing ad, but I have so many great, amazing resources that I want you to check out and make sure that you can know. So clothdiaperpodcast.com. I've got a quiz about how to find the right kind of diaper for you. I have all of the best of 2020 lists for pockets, fitteds, covers, all in ones. And I have show notes from every episode, including this one. If you go to clothdiaperpodcast.shop, that's where you can support the Cloth Diaper Podcast. Supporting the Cloth Diaper Podcast is one great way that you can continue to ensure that this show runs. It's pretty indie, out of my home office type of show, but it takes a lot of time. And your support through purchasing merchandise and other fun I don't know what else I have in the shop by now, bags. Maybe I have my mantra cards, my coloring books, all of these little things. They help make a difference in ensuring that the bills get paid, the podcast servers get paid, and that I feel like I can continue to do this work and give back to the cloth diaper community. It's such a pleasure to work with and continue to support cloth diapering. I'm so excited for today's story to chat with Liz. Uh, I definitely feel a little starstruck, stroke, strick, struck, blah. Actually, every time I talk to a cloth diaper brand, I feel a little bit like I am in a star spotlight because they are such incredible entrepreneurs that I am completely in envy of. But let me stop rambling and let's get on with the show. Um, all right. So I am joined today with Liz from Assembly. Assembly, how are we pronouncing your name? It's Liz Turgiano with Assembly. Assembly. Okay. So too much of my Canadian soft accent <laughs> on there, not Assembly. <laughs> yeah, totally. So Assembly is, you know, new to the market, but we as founders are not new to this space. Um, in fact, we have quite an extensive history with it. So long story short, I left my advertising job in 2009 to launch a cloth diaper service in New York City with a fellow producer. My first baby was four weeks old. And in hindsight, I have absolutely no idea what I was thinking, but being a born and raised New Yorker, I had a passion for the community and the environment and the idea that I could, you know, work with a friend to create a business that served both was just too good to be true. So in my 
you know, postpartum haze, I did it. And together we created Diaper Kind. And over the course of 11 years, that company has serviced thousands of families, taught hundreds of cloth diapering 101 workshops and washed literally millions of diapers. And it was really that experience, from that experience, that assembly was born along with another baby that I had, but that's a whole different story. <laughs> that explains um, a lot as I look at your incredible website and just the marketing behind assembly uh, if you were advertising before. Yes. <laughs> I was going to ask, that was like one of my like low key questions was where did you get this amazing marketing plan? And it's, that's your skill set and your. For sure. Oh yeah. Okay. You do a, a fabulous job. Such an envy of watching you uh, advertise this company because I always see cloth diapering as being so uh, collaborative. And as you put out all this beautiful content and work with people, I'm just like, this is doing so much for your brand, but for like the entire space. Oh, I love hearing that. Thank and like, you. I just think so many people come across, I hear, I'm starting to hear more and more people. Oh, I saw an ad for this brand assembly somewhere on the internet. And I was curious about cloth diapering. So like, you're making such a huge impact, probably like in ways you don't even know, and just being an incredible advertiser. Uh, oh my yeah. gosh, thank you so much. That, that oh. means everything. <laughs> oh, that's a, yeah, it's a little thing I've been hearing, I've been picking up with somebody in this space. Um, so you start, Assembly is what, like just this year, hey? Like 2020? Oh yeah, I mean, why did we start Assembly? Like, we, yeah. Why did you pivot officially... from trying to Assembly? <laughs> um, sometimes I don't know. Uh, That's fine. <laughs> but, <laughs> no, um, I mean, it's a really, it's a great question. And, and I'll be honest in telling you that, you know, I have two partners, Sarah mm -hmm. and Marta. And all three of us would say that creating a full product line was never in our plan. Uh, we sort of stumbled into it. Um, you know, New York City is such a transient place, especially when it comes to people with young kids. So we found ourselves over the years doing so much consulting with diaper kind families who were moving out to other states or the burbs or who wanted advice on how to home launder. And oh, we started to become inspired by it. Like here, yeah. So here we were with all this knowledge in diaper design, laundry science, and, and really had sort of like an insider view into what the wants and needs of modern parents in terms of mm -hmm. cloth diapering were. And we felt like we could use all of this acquired expertise that we had gained through the service to complete, you know, to create a complete system to make these parents transitions from service to self super easy and even fun. And, and I'm sure you've heard this, but so many new parents are overwhelmed and intimidated by cloth diapering and laundry is most often their biggest hangup. Oh, yeah. And yeah. It, and what we tell them is that at diaper kind, we wash 18 to 20,000 diapers a week. If it were hard, we'd be long out of business. Like we're not superheroes. <laughs> it's just laundry. And so you really just, still in business then? Yes, it is. Diaper okay. kind continues to grow and thrive. And, and so it's like, we're not working magic there. It's mm -hmm. just laundry and you just need the right tools, the right instruction and someone willing to offer you some assistance if you run into any issues. And that's, what we set out to give them with assembly. And awesome. yeah, so um, we wanted to provide all the products, the education and the support under one brand. So they didn't have to go digging around to all these different places. Mm -hmm. And I mean, do you wanna hear something cool is when we were preparing to launch assembly and needed to raise some money, we created a crowdfunding equity campaign and put the yeah. opportunity out there to our diaper kind families. So, you know, past and present. And so many of them invested and are now partners in assembly, oh. which, 
I know. I mean, for us, it's just pure magic. Oh, magic. Yeah. And like, to have that community support is just yes. such an empowering feeling, I can imagine. Yeah. It's yeah. been really fun. They believed in us. They believed in the idea for Assembly. Mm-hmm. And, and they've just been, you know, everything from early prototype testing to investing to seeing <laughs> us through to the launch. It, it's been quite awesome. Well, this is like sounds like a fun incredible journey and i we were chatting before about your product and you had mentioned fitteds with diaper kind and then that assembly is more of a mm-hmm. no we talked about prefolds with diaper pre-folds. kind and that assembly is more of a, a fitted diaper so why did you make that transition and decide that you're going to offer this fitted cover system for your assembly over a prefold which maybe you've been using before with diaper kind yeah, you know, it was uh, creating assembly was a whole evolution. You know, mm-hmm. we wanted to be a brand. The way we wanted to differentiate ourselves from others is by creating a complete system. So we offer the organic diapers, the cloth friendly skincare, the recycled storage bags, the detergent. The whole um, product, yeah. <laughs> right. So that was like our one way to be like, how can we serve this community in a different way than? what's currently being done. And then for the diapers themselves, that was another, you know, R&D experiment. And when we were in the early stages of product research and development, we really leaned heavily on those diaper kind families. I had just had a baby and I would, my second, and I would make prototypes and test formulations while he napped. And <laughs> then I would send a mother. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> totally. And then I would send these like really rough kitchen table samples out to diaper kind families for them to try and report back. And at the same time, we were surveying the hell out of these poor families. And what we repeatedly kept hearing was that the three most important qualities of a diaper were trim fit, leak proof, and easy mm-hmm. to wash. And those became our design pillars. And what we ended up with is a two-size, two-piece diaper. Two sizes from birth through potty training as opposed to one makes the diaper very trim and Mm form-fitting, which we knew families wanted. And then two pieces as opposed to one meant that you were securing two different layers around the baby independently of one another, which makes it blowout proof. So as I'm sure you know, newborn and baby poop is incredibly forceful and very sneaky, and it wants to find a way out. (laughs) Yes. So hence all of the leaking with disposables. So the way our diaper works is if any mess is to escape the inner or the cotton layer, it's going to get caught by the outer. Um, And then the last, yeah. And then the last component component is washability. Mm -hmm. So we chose highly washable and super absorbent organic cotton and our outers and our storage bags are all made from recycled plastic bottles so that fabric is really sustainable and also super stretchy okay, and so while we're i mean i have a lot of questions here but about yeah. the, the plastic bottle because you're not the only brand on the market right now doing mm-hmm. plastic bottles fabric but you're the first one i've had on the show so i want to <laughs> what what like how what is the what is what is this like how do they do that how do they make what are they doing are they melting down the plastic bottles and then making a yarn does it feel yep. soft? How does it feel? It does it feels, still feel like PUL? Yes, but you know, I mean, there's so many different ways to make PUL and TPU, yeah. and it's, it's so much of it is in, you know, the first step is you're making a fabric that has nothing to do with the lamination layer. You're just making a woven yeah. fabric. So for us, we worked with our team to design a fabric that was almost like spandex like we wanted it to be really soft and really stretchy because we wanted that outer to fit over the inner almost like worn in yoga pants like if it's plastic yarn does that mean mm -hmm. like is there a laminated is there a laminate on it or is the whole fabric 
after. So after okay. you weave the fabric, like you're basically just making polyester. So okay. after you weave the fabric, so now we have this soft, stretchy spandex, then it gets cold bond pressed to mm-hmm. a thin layer of laminate. And that's okay. what gives it that waterproof. Awesome. I was not entirely, I kind of, half of my brain thought maybe the entire fabric was unique and laminated. So that would be amazing. That, helps, that, <laughs> that, helps that, up. Uh, that would be amazing. It would be really cool fabric. Um, okay. So it's like um, when we, when I think about other brands that have like stretchy, soft TPU, it's very mm-hmm. similar to that yes. experience that I might be thinking about. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Um, I also wanted to really say like, I know a lot of people listening, this, a two size system kind of can be a bit of a turnoff to a new parent. Yep. I know. But as like a parent who has had two different size children, a two size system is like incredible. It is such I, a great yes. choice for being it able is. to cloth diaper the whole range. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think it just comes down to that form fit, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, I, I have a background in technical design and if you if you stop and think like a diaper is meant to fit like a bra or a bathing suit so now imagine trying to design a really well-fitting bra or bathing suit to fit you know a seven-year-old and a 17-year-old like <laughs> you couldn't and that's kind of where you know if you're do one-size diapers work sure there's mm-hmm. many brands that have successful beautiful one-size diapers but for us when we were really looking for that form-fitting leak-proof aspect the two-size diaper just made the most sense and, oh, and yeah. i think like you said you've got two different babies two different sizes you save them you pass them down all yeah. of our diapers are made to last um so you know you move out of size one you set them aside or you pass them over to a friend or a cousin and you move into size two um you know, I, I just, I think it's a compromise worth making. Yeah, it gives a really great fit, especially when we're talking about fitted diapers, which mm-hmm. are, can get so bulky when they get into that one size, they just give less than ideal fit on the smaller children yeah. and then even a struggle on the larger children. So if a listener was listening and they had this 15 pound child who's five months old, what would you recommend? We, we get that question a lot. Um, we often say to go right into size two. Okay. If, they're, if they're 15 pounds or over, just it's not worth the investment to make, even okay. though the size one is the right size and will give that trimmer fit. I think for the, you know, to get the most bang for your buck, go right into size two. It'll be a matter of a few weeks before the baby's filling it out. And in the meantime, you'll just have a poofier booty. It doesn't mean is the diaper won't function. Is the size two um kind of like a larger one size and that it has a lot of variability for just that babyhood to toddler it really you know we find that most families move into you know it starts to fit at about 18 pounds so for my kids that were teeny teeny tiny you know they were both i think my daughter was exactly a year and my son was like 14 months before <laughs> he fit into the size too i'm like tiny. okay so my babies were like 18 pounds <laughs> at like about four months <laughs> so there's we get that question all the time but how many months how long i'm like you just it, don't it know. ranges you really just <laughs> don't, don't know. know but um you know the good thing is is that no matter what we have yet to have a single baby outgrow size twos before okay. potty training so it's oh, like you, you kind of know that no matter what variance there's going to be and when you size out of one and into the other you're still going to only need two 
from birth through body I, training. Look, I find that 35 pounds, we, we throw that number on there, but mm-hmm. like often a 40 pound child and a 35 pound child, they're very just, structurally yes. the same and yes. the product is going to still very similar. It's just kind of a weird way we measure things. And I'm so glad you brought that up because like you having two really big babies, oh, yeah. we have some families that are sizing out of size ones. Yeah. Like four to six months. And they're like, <laughs> well, what, what are we going to do? This baby's never going to last in size twos. And what we say is like, A, eventually their growth slows down. And oh, yeah. B, even when they do continue to grow, they don't gain all that weight in their crotch. Like they get longer <laughs> arms, they get bigger heads, they develop muscle. Like it's not all happening. Like between their kneecaps and their yeah. belly button. Like, so and that area. It's such an obvious conversation, but we forget it though. As a, as a mom, totally. four months, 2 a.m. in the morning, I can remember having the panic attack about, oh my God, I'm never going to be able to have a diaper my child because they're going to be massive. Right. But he slowed yep. down. Sure, he was 40 pounds when he stopped, but I never had to buy size three diapers. Right. Uh, and he potty trained at three and a half. So yeah, pretty pretty normal they do do is adjust and you were mentioning the fun fact about your fitted diaper that oh, makes yeah. it easy to wash easy to dry are these channels so you've sewn in an extra layer of absorb explain what you explained to me you did a way better yeah. job <laughs> <laughs> so at diaper kind uh, most families used pre-folds and then i believe in like maybe 2014 we introduced a fitted option for the families that were like you know i would teach the 101 class and i would bust out that cotton rectangle and you would just see their (laughs) eyes glaze over and they were like nope no way (laughs) so we worked with our with our factory to make a fitted and and because it was for a service where we're providing families with 160 diapers it had to be very utilitarian like there was nothing fancy about this fitted diaper it was just 12 to 14 layers of thick pad of cotton with elastic at the legs and a contour shape and so families love them and we love them, but we were washing them in industrial machines with piping hot water. And as we started to think about assembly, we knew we wanted to use that contour shape because it was more intuitive and easier to approach, but we needed to find a way to make it more washable in the home machine where you Mm -hmm. know that, you know, you're not getting the mechanical action and the hot water to really get deep down into cleaning the core. So we worked with a um, with a technical designer, this amazing woman named Patty, and she helped us figure out how do we construct this diaper. So again, it fits well, it wears mm-hmm. well, and it yeah. also is highly washable. So if you look at our fitted, when you open up the body of the diaper on the inside, there's this, um, this like we call it a butterfly insert, but it's two different pads that are tacked together, and then they're tacked to the body of the diaper in five different spots. So you can actually go and like stick your hands through and reach the other side. So what that does is the the butterfly wings of the insert sort of flap around in the wash and you can get through to the inner layer. So it allows the detergent and the water and then the air and the dryer to reach different parts of the inner through the wash and dry cycle. And it makes them wash up better and dry more efficiently. This like kind of cloth diaper innovation is the whole reason that I still continue podcasting. Even long after <laughs> potty training. It's like listening to you explain this. It's just like, this is magic. This is beautiful. It's beautiful to see something that parents struggle with, like, um, and a new spin on it. Parents struggle with the dense layers of a fitted diaper and washing them. And yeah. this sounds like you figured out kind of a way that might work for some parents to really come across that drying washing debacle yes but we to be honest we really st- 
stayed as true to the classic as possible. Mm-hmm. Like it looks super I, classic here on the outside. Yeah. Yeah. Because classic works. Like like oh, yeah. for 11, 12 years of running the service, people <laughs> love basic prefolds and basic fitteds because they wash mm-hmm. well, they hold up they just function and and it's like so for us it was like well if it's not broke why are we going to go out on a limb to like redesign and patent something when like ultimately we have something that's working we just need to fine-tune it a little so it works better yeah yeah like you haven't done anything crazy really but you've done something a little different that overcomes a little bit of the challenges that I've heard about uh (laughs) with fitted diapers that's kind of like cool and also when I'm looking at it I'm listening to you talk about it I'm like why haven't we thought about this before? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh yeah, this is obvious. Yeah. Okay. So washing. The other thing I've heard is that you have an incredible detergent product that you have created and that works amazing. How, that's from your diaper kind days. Um, you use the word clean rinsing on your website. Mm-hmm. And I was, what does that mean? And why is clean rinsing important for parents? Yeah. So clean rinsing is very important when it comes to diaper detergent. Um, what clean rinsing means is that it's free of any ingredient that lives on, on the fabric after that final rinse. So some of right. the most popular of those ingredients are fragrance, fabric softener, and optical brighteners. Those are three commonly added ingredients to a mainstream commercial detergent. And they're fabulous for washing regular clothes, but for diapers, they're problematic because there are these molecules that bind to the fabric, they stay on the surface, and then what they do is they give the ammonia and bacteria in the pee and the poop something to hold on to, making it harder and harder to wash out in future washes. Mm -hmm. And it's what leads to, you know, I mean, gosh, in the industry, there's so many terms of like residue, buildup, Mm -hmm. needing to strip, like, but really what it comes down to is the ammonia and the bacteria are holding on to dear life, you know, for dear life to these (laughs) molecules that are attached to the fabric that you're putting on there in your detergent. So we worked with, you know, so at Diaperkind in 2009, when we launched, we did not want to go with like a big chemical company. So we hired a small Um, company in Massachusetts that worked with us to specially formulate our detergent and to construct our wash cycles. That's an entire uh, industry I didn't even know existed until this year. I uh, I had Dinobi (laughs) detergents in the fall, in the summer, Mm -hmm. and she was also talking to me about finding the chemist and working with somebody else like who I didn't even know. But yeah, specialists. When people are making detergents, it's not just an advertiser in your New York condo. It's literally we're reaching out to specialists. Yeah. So we hired a PhD in biochemical engineering. And we also brought in an enzymologist because we thought, because everyone was telling us, oh, you need enzymes to wash cloth diapers. And so we worked with them to put together our diaper kind wash routine. And then once it was once we locked it in, in like mid 2010, it has remained unchanged <laughs> since then. So for 10 Classic. years, it's been exactly the same. And um, so when we decided we wanted to create a diaper detergent for assembly, we approached that same chemist and I said, hey, Mark, um, how do we take everything that we did at Diaperkine and just put it into a bag or a bottle for people to do at home? And he laughed and he's like, that's, insane you can't (laughs) (laughs) i was thinking oh maybe it's probably really easy just (laughs) yes that's what i thought so he so he like kind of brushed me off and like a week later i called him back i was like no no we're serious we really (laughs) want to do this 
And he's like, all right. And so we worked with him over the course of two years and brought in other people to assist on the project because it really was challenging. You're taking- Oh, wow, really? Okay, I mean, I don't know anything about detergent. I should assume it's challenging, but- It's it's the right blend of, you know, we, we, we made it more challenging by saying that we wanted it to be this- natural mineral based Mm. product had we just approached him and said we don't care what you put in here and make sure it cleans diapers he would have been like fantastic here's your formula (laughs) Um, but we had all these parameters on what ingredients we would and would not use and how we wanted the wash cycle to be structured Mm -hmm. and so it it did it took us about two years of lots of experimenting and i had my son at the time in diapers and this kid i mean gosh maybe there's some therapy or lawsuit in my future, but he <laughs> suffered from a lot of diaper rash because of oh, different products that we were testing on him. Um, so we know it, we know it's tied, tried and tested on your own kin. Yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> yes, perfectly. I was also testing the skincare formulations at the same time. So he had a lot of rash cream. <laughs> yeah. But it, um, we ended up landing on a mineral-based detergent that it, it power cleans the diapers through high alkalinity and a specific blend of anionic and ionic surfactants, which okay. really reach and tackle the, di- I mean, baby poop, this is gross to talk about, but it's made up of a lot of different things. You have high fat content from the baby's diet as well as you know the greases and creams that you're putting on the skin. You have lots of starch, you have heavy discoloration and a high like bacterial content. So there's a lot going on in that diaper and you really need to sort of attack it from a number of different ways. And so that's our, um, that's our washing powder. We started selling it through Diaperkind in 2017. So we've been uh-huh. selling it for three to four years. And yes, only recently launched it with assembly this oh, year. Okay. So is it uh, septic safe? Could a family use it if they were off grid? Yes. Because I've seen these words biodegradable. Uh, so you're, but you're saying mineral based. It's yep. so it's probably like right back into the rivers kind of okay. Yep. Exactly right. Awesome. That's so cool. And so I'm also seeing that you've got a package. How how long, how many loads of laundry do you get average out of one of these little packages? Yeah, so one bag of washing powder will last a family that's exclusively washing diapers with it, following our instructions, eight weeks. Mm-hmm. So you get about two months oh. out of a bag. Okay. Yeah. That's not bad. I do a no. little math here in my head. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a good that's a good that's a good value. Now that I'm thinking especially for a product that is mineral based that's not mainstream synthetic. Yep. Yeah. Cool. This is why I've heard a lot of hype about it. <laughs> All right. All right. I I mean it's always interesting to hear what goes into a detergent. You have put a lot of uh time and energy into this whole brand. A we did. And, and it's, again, yeah. we were so fortunate to have the service because it enabled us to take it slow. I mean, my son was born in 2013, at the very end of 2013. And we started while I was on maternity leave with him developing the product. So it took us seven years to, to get it mm-hmm. to be ready to launch. And so much of that was the you know, branding that you see on our website thing, um, you know, but we took it slow. We, we were not in a hurry. We knew what mm-hmm. we wanted to achieve and we knew how, you know, we knew exactly what we wanted each product to do. And we took our time getting there. 
What, what, so what do you love most about being in the cloth diaper industry, continuing to be in this business? I am and always have been insanely passionate about sustainability. So that mm -hmm. right there is the obvious. But I think beyond that, I really, really love working with new and expecting parents. Um, it's such a fun time in people's lives. Like it's, it's overwhelming. It's scary. But nothing brings me more joy than helping problem solve and simplify mm -hmm. things for someone who is living through one of the most transformative times in their life. And I've seen time and time again with new families that cloth diapering is aspirational. They, pregnant parents approach it with excitement and hope and pride. And if I just feel like if I can be part of helping them achieve that goal, like really there is nothing better. And yeah. I guess also, if I'm being honest, I'm a designer who loves textiles. So the cloth diaper business definitely scratches that itch. <laughs> you sound like a pretty multi-passionate person. <laughs> they all kind of like blend together. I can see how you, why you are where you are. Um, yeah, they all, uh, it's, it's such a cool thing to see and to see this kind of play out. And you guys have been like, cra or cra whoa, what is the word I'm looking for? Um, crushing it in some ways and that I heard that you're coming into Indigo in Canada and you target in the United States and just some really what feel like to me big goals do they feel like big goals to you they How do are you I mean about where you're going with that it feels crazy I mean you know and when I think about short term and long term like short term is just get through this wild year like oh yeah pandemic 2020 launching brand I mean, yeah. we officially launched in March, literally a couple of weeks before New York City shut down. And <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's been a ride. Like, it's been amazing. Don't get me wrong, but intense. Like, we unexpectedly got a bunch of press from the Today Show and Forbes, like, right after the shutdown. So I am in a small city living quarters with a husband who's a sound designer who's working from home and two kids and, like, literally someone was like, Forbes wants to interview you. And I did the interview with Forbes um, in my bathroom because it's the only door in our apartment with a lock on it. And so I'm sitting there and like, I just knew my kids were going to be like clawing at the other side of the door. And I'm like, please, this is so important. So short-term goal is just getting through this year. Um, mm -hmm. And then stepping back and taking a breath and looking at everything that we learned along the way and figuring yeah. out how to turn it into a killer 2021. But as you said, we things have been going pretty bananas for us. Indigo approached us um, three or four months ago and said, we love what you're doing. We'd like to carry it. And we've had such a positive response from families in Canada to the brand. But the cost, the cost of I'm shipping is crazy. I'm blown away that Indigo is going to carry cloth diapers. Like that I know. Itself is the, as Because I'm Canadian, so I can like, I'm just like, that's nuts. I just yeah. like it. I can't imagine it. Um, and they approached sure. us. It, it, it was oh, amazing. Wow. <laughs> yeah, man, you've just stirred up like the right, the right <laughs> press and it's amazing. It's beautiful. I can see, I'm like totally just in awe of this amazing work then that you've done. Oh, uh, thanks. And yeah, Canadian shipping. Oh, it's outrageous. So Indigo is really going to help us with that because then we can just have our Canadian customers order through them. The best part about Indigo is shipping <laughs> policy. <laughs> totally. <laughs> so excited about that. Yeah. Because um, I I often host giveaways on my channel, and a lot of times it's cheaper for me to ship things internationally than to have a Canadian win it. So oh my just gosh. like it's crazy here. Um, yeah, just a yeah. fun wild ride.
It happens when you're only 32 million people in a country larger than the United States. <laughs> so cool to listen to you tell your story, Liz, about your cloth diaper brand from diaper kind to assembly. It's just so cool. I am so excited. I'm so excited to see you come up on Indigo and then I'm going to have to... Where can people find you? They can buy you, I guess. Well, no. So Indigo um, officially went live, I think, two weeks ago. So we are, oh, up are on you Indigo. Really on there? Yeah. Oh. There's an assembly page on Indigo. Oh. And, um, but mainly customers reach us through our website, assemblybaby.com. Okay. And we have some cool tools on there, you know, knowing that when parents are first sort of exploring this option, they really don't know how many of each product they need. Mm -hmm. um, which products exactly they need. So we worked with our web developer to create what we call the assembly or system portal. So a family can log in and just answer a few questions that we ask, and then it walks them through each of the product categories from diapering to skincare to storage to laundry and makes recommendations of product size and quantity based on the answers to their questions. So it really helps them um, custom, you know, like a personal shopper, helping them figure out exactly the items that they need. Yes. So yeah. the, any of the replenishables, like the washing powder, the skincare, um, you can sign up for a subscription for that. Okay, cool. So assembly, yeah, assembly with one S, assemblybaby.com. Well, thank you so much for taking the day, time today to chat with me, Liz. Um, did you have anything else you wanted to share with listeners? Um, Otherwise, I'm about done all my questions and insights into your life. Well, thank you so much for having me. I have been oh. following your podcast and we have so many families that are like, I can't believe we're going to be on that podcast. So it's really an honor. I feel really starstruck to have you on the show. So I mean, it goes both ways. So my biggest takeaway from today's conversation that I want you to really think about as a member of the cloth diaper community is Liz talked about the two-year process to design their cloth diaper detergent. So often groups of people will brush off cloth diaper detergents because they just assume that cloth diaper brands don't know anything. But as we know from this conversation with Liz from Assembly Baby, they have been in the diaper industry for a long time. They've been using detergents, working with detergent specialists to create a product that works. This isn't just a let's create a product thing. And I don't think any brand goes into that thinking, let's just create a detergent. As we've learned with our conversation with Dinobi detergent this summer, or last summer, and now with Liz, creating a detergent is a project. It's something that brands go into and they spend a lot of money in research and development to ensure that it works and it works for you. So I hope that you enjoyed this show. I did go to Indigo Canada. I did order an assembly baby kit and I did do an unboxing on my YouTube. I'm hoping by the time that this review comes or this podcast comes out, I'll have done a full written review over at simplymombailey.com. And you can check out the product more in detail with photos and images and a few of my thoughts. I am really hoping to find a baby to try it on. Worst case scenario, I'm going to just send it to Anna at Nerdy Mamas and we'll get her insight and input on this product. Thank you so much for joining me. If you ever want to be on the Cloth Diaper Podcast or you have a story to share, feel free to reach out to me at clothdiaperpodcast at gmail.com.